This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Aaron Granillo. And I'm Mike Lewis, filling in for Dave Ross this week. First up, another round of $1,200 checks could be coming your way soon. White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow says it'll be part of the Senate Republican Relief Package. This trillion-dollar bill also includes an extension of the federal eviction moratoriums, billions of dollars for schools, and also those expanded unemployment benefits. But the Washington Post reports the plan will cut weekly bonus payments from $600 to $200, a compromise with Democrats. That is until states can work out a plan to pay workers 70 percent of the income they earn before losing their jobs. Larry Kudlow is director of the U.S. National Economic Council, and he was on CNN State of the Union and painted a rather rosy picture of the U.S. economy. Most economists, Wall Street, elsewhere, are suggesting we are in a self-sustaining recovery. Now, you can argue about the speed of it. I get that. And you can and I don't deny that some of these hotspot states are going to moderate that recovery. But on the whole, the picture is very positive. And I still think the V-shaped recovery is in place. And I still think, Jake, yeah. there's going to be 20 percent growth rate in the third and fourth quarters. So most economists project we won't get back to pre-pandemic levels until the end of next year, 2021. Mike, how optimistic should we feel about this new relief package and the economic recovery? I think a lot less optimistic, but but then he's a pretty optimistic guy when it comes to administration policy. Larry Kudlow is. I, I think that it's going to be a little more difficult with the cut, the severe cut in the in the UI benefits. I mean, part of what's been propping up the economy is that people had money to spend. Uh, that $200 uh, as opposed to the $600 uh, additional stipend on the unemployment insurance benefits, I think is going to severely curtail spending, which is going to have its way you know, up the chain in the economy. On the flip side, I was talking to uh, Jill Schlesinger this morning, and at the very least, you know, some money is better than no money, of course. And, it, and if this package does take us through the end of the year, people have a couple hundred bucks extra in their pocket. Uh, they can start to budget a little bit more throughout at least the end of the year. Well, and hopefully people have been able to budget a little bit with the $600. I think that it's going to help some people. Um, I think that in my own perspective, being a business owner, I think for a service industry person, it's going to make it a little bit tough because it is not going to be reflective of what they made plus their tips. It's just reflective of what they made in hourly wage. And so that $200, like you said, any little bit helps. Uh, that's nice. I don't think it's going to be adequate. And these people are not going to be returning to jobs with a, a number of restaurants closing uh, in Seattle and elsewhere. And let's not forget the reason that you know Republicans don't want this $600 payment is because of a, a good portion of people who were receiving this benefit were actually ending up making more not working than they were while they were going to their jobs. Well, I think that that might have been true in states with low minimum wage. Uh, I think that probably is true mm-hmm. in the states. It, and honestly, it doesn't really bother me given how little those folks were making to begin with. But in Seattle, it's certainly not true. That money did not offset what people were making in town when you're in a fairly well-off town and the people are tipping reasonably well uh, at places. That is a part of your income. You could work three days a week and maybe afford an okay apartment uh, in Seattle or four days a week now. But those would be long shifts, obviously, now. Uh, with the $200 um, allotment, the, the problem isn't so much whether or not they were... I don't think there was any uh, convincing studies about people not wanting to go back to work. I do think that 
it's going to be difficult to go back to work when there is no work. We had four more restaurant closures this weekend in Seattle. That's happening all over the country. So, yeah, are they are they incentivized to go back to work? But but to what job? Phase three of a clinical coronavirus vaccine trial gets underway in the U.S. today. Biotech company Moderna says the new study will be conducted at nearly 100 U.S. research sites and enroll about 30,000 adult volunteers. Dr. William Schaffner is a professor of infectious diseases at Vanderbilt University. The Food and Drug Administration has said it's got to be at least 50 percent effective. That is, it will prevent half the infections at least. Of course, we hope the vaccine's better than that, but that would be the minimum standard. He says if everything goes well, the vaccine could be ready sometime in the first quarter of next year. The World Health Organization says the Moderna vaccine is one of about 25 being developed around the world. Well, the more the better, because we're going to need a lot of help if we're going to try and vaccinate the entire globe, Mike. Well, uh, we're going to need seven billion, yes, uh, as right. it turns out, according exactly. to what Bill Gates was saying. And, and we've never developed a vaccine, according to him, in fewer than five years. So yeah. this 18 month cycle that we're going to get to, maybe 18 months if we're really lucky, um, it's going to really not just press developing an effective vaccine, even at 50 percent. But then the manufacturing distribution of that vaccine um, is a complete open question. And then the other issue that we've talked about before on this podcast is that there are studies out there that show a lot of people won't get the vaccine because it is being moved through so fast. And I think some of the normal safety procedures that would be in place for a vaccine of this nature are being well, I don't know, I guess pushed to the wayside just so we can get the vaccine out and running fast. The anti-vaccination movement has been, I think, from personally, I would say a little bit dispiriting, but fascinating nonetheless, because it has completely changed people's relationship and understanding of vaccines. In the last 20 years, there's been this massive reversal in people who will actually vaccinate themselves and vaccinate their kids. These folks are not going to be get vac- vaccinated. And think about this, too. What if we have a vaccine? that comes out with some sort of nominal or serious Mm. side effect. I mean, how much is that going to lock down the (laughs) anti-vaccination idea? It's vital that whatever comes out is at um, worst benign. Yeah. You know, at least we can tell you from the results from the the phase one of this trial that there were some side effects, but they were mild. So things like fatigue, chills, headache, muscle pain, and also pain where you got the shot. Um, But I mean... Those are side effects, in my opinion, that you can deal with as long as it takes care of COVID. Absolutely. And, and the interesting thing also is there's not going to be just one type of vaccine. Mm-hmm. The type of vaccine typically that gives you an analog of what the actual thing you're vaccinating against is. There's also the RNA and DNA vaccine, vaccinations, which essentially give your body instructions, like an instruction manual on how to fight something. And those don't come with side effects. And those are the more complicated ones, but the more promising ones long term. Mike, are you a baseball fan? I am a San Francisco Giants fan. Okay. Um, so when they're playing good baseball, I'm a big baseball fan. And when they're <laughs> not, I tend to focus on other things. Yeah, I'm a Mariners fan, unfortunately. Oh, so it's been yeah. 20 years since right. we've made the postseason. Uh, anyways, two Major League Baseball games have been postponed now due to a coronavirus outbreak on the Miami Marlins. According to the Miami Herald, 11 Marlins players and two coaches have tested positive so far. The team is now stuck in Philadelphia while they quarantine and await another round of test results. 
The cancellations also include postponing a New York Yankees game in Philadelphia because they'd have to share the same locker room that the Marlins just used. What a mess. We we are, what, three, four games into baseball and we already have an outbreak? Are we just doomed for the rest of the season now? Yes. Okay. And a simple, simple answer is yes. I don't know that they're going to get their 60 games. I suspect also the way the season is arranged because... I mean, the one thing that Major League Soccer did that was, I thought, pretty interesting is they started off their reborn season was a tournament. So if you lose one team, the other team just gets a bye to move through that tournament, right? Mm. That is a structure that allows for entire teams to be removed without the entire uh, schedule collapsing. Baseball is a more traditional schedule, although it is shortened uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and made um, – it, it's shortened to 60 games from, from, the, from the normal length. I, I don't see how losing a team that has to play those 60 games and removing those 60 games from from the other teams that have to play them. I don't know how that functionally works yeah. um, when you have a team that and there's no there's no um, gap built in. There's no schedule flex built in for one team to be out for a week or two. So. I suspect that it's not going to go 60 games. Well, to be fair, the Marlins are not a good baseball team. So no. like losing them for the season isn't a big deal anyway. It isn't a big deal to me, certainly. <laughs> and plus, not to knock on Florida, but Florida. Right. Well, it's, and we have two teams there. So, yeah. so I mean, right. that's going to be one American League, one National League team in Florida. It just doesn't. And not only that, we've also got Arizona, which is also having some yeah, fairly. And sure. Texas has teams as well. It is... Uh, it is going to be difficult to, especially because they're not doing the bubble that that right. the NBA is doing. I mean, they're pl- they're flying around and they're playing in various stadiums. It seems like their variables are pretty difficult to to maintain and control. <laughs> 